right, so I know we talked about it a little bit in the chat, but did y'all see the Lane Burroughs story he had on the the baseball radio show this week? I did, and I just want to say before you get into it that good on Lane having the wherewithal to check into the claim before just moseying <laughs> on out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good I mean, on him for having the wherewithal to go, you know what? I don't trust this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, let's let's actually hear the story real quick before yeah. we we talk too much about it. Here it is. Tell you a little story. We have All time right. for a story. I love stories. Come we on. have time for a story. Yeah. This has never happened to me. So we we stop in North Mississippi to eat as a team for lunch, and we're enjoying a good meal. And uh, we're we're close to Oxford. I'll just say that. You know, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not famous around there. I should say popular in Oxford these days. So this guy comes over, taps me on the shoulder. You Louisiana Tech coach, uh, you were having good conversation. Where are you from? Are you from the Delta? Yeah, I'm from Meridian. We're having good conversation. Well, look, somebody paid for y'all's meal. We're going to pick you up. We, you know, we're like, what? You paid for our meal? And he's, he's kind of winking at us, and, and uh, we're all like, thank you, man. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And he took all our thank yous, and he walks off. And I'm like, man, that, that's pretty nice. So uh, I asked, told Matt Miller, I said, why don't – why don't you just go up there and check, make sure he didn't pay for our meal. So uh, I don't know if he was trying to get back at me. And the waitress went and asked him. He said, no, I'm not paying for their meal. So wow. I, I don't know why somebody would do that. But that, uh, is, uh, that was an interesting development yeah. that took place in North Mississippi that uh, said he was going to buy our food. He didn't. And uh, I think he wanted us to leave gotta there. you got to be an Ole Miss fan, right? A hundred percent. That go. was my theory, yep. that he wanted us to leave there. And uh, the, the highway patrol would have to run us down, and it would be news that Baseball that Louisiana Tech try up. <laughs> we dined and dashed. Yep. We, we didn't uh, pay for our meal. So just one of those developments, those things that uh, pretty interesting. Uh, never happened to me. So I don't know why anybody would want to do that. So in essence, some asshole claimed to have paid for the LaTeX Bull dinner when in fact he had not in a incredibly immature ploy to, I guess, catch Lane Burroughs and the team dining and dashing, which would be awfully hard. I I like the idea of trying to put all 30, 35 members of the traveling party inside the same cop car to book them to take (laughs) them all to jail. Like the bus gets put in handcuffs. (laughs) Wouldn't it be a cop car? They just uh, get the whole team to go in the back and start washing dishes. Yeah, Yeah, it was. They they get done washing dishes real fast because there's 35 of them. If 80s and 90s movies have taught me anything, the way you get away with stealing from a restaurant is, you know, just do the dishes afterwards. Exactly. That's what Hey Arnold did. Just incredibly immature, really, really, really stupid. I don't know the age of the person that did this. I imagine it wasn't that's, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I was always kind of picturing like a 60 year old guy, maybe so, maybe fifties, but like, what if it was a 12 year old? Just imagine a 12 year old trying to get one over on Lane Burroughs. And a fake mustache. <laughs> the words Two of, other kids on his shoulders. And the words of Joker, you get what you fucking deserve. If you believe a 12 year old paid for your entire team's meal. So <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this week, we are going to talk about the games that tech traveled to when they stopped in Oxford or near Oxford, Mississippi, and a few other things. Tech actually won a conference baseball series this week over Western Kentucky. You, you? And no, it is not because Western Kentucky did not show up. 
Yeah, their video crew didn't show up until Sunday, but I mean, I guess that's another issue. Yes. Did they show up Sunday, though? I heard it wasn't great. I mean, it was a single camera at the press box level, but I would take that over nothing. Yeah, I mean, I was I was driving anyway, so I just listened to Dave Nitz. But yeah, I I have nothing but good things to say about our broadcast, which is pretty wild that we've gone that far um, in, you know, about a month and a half. I mean, we're recording this during the Sacramento State game. That's mostly out of hand anyway, so no big deal. Yeah. But I mean, the, our broadcast has gotten better as the season has gone along. We had a lot we of complaints. Like four week or five one. cameras now. What happened? Yeah. Like I, I was watching the earlier and it was just like, oh, wow, wait a second. I'm not actually sitting here thinking, oh, God, come on, fix the thing. And credit it where credit it's due. We complained about a thing and they fixed it. So I think that means we're gods. Anytime that I can call myself a god, I'm taking it. OK, well, how yeah. about a winner? Because that's what Tech did twice this past Saturday against the Hilltoppers. Well, winner, winner. I really needed that uh, two, you know, two good outings from the pitching staff um, on Saturday. And, you know, Sunday wasn't the best game, but, you know, it, it wasn't like the last couple weeks have been. You know, we I know I wasn't on the podcast last week, but it was it was pretty bleak there for a minute. We'd lost like seven of nine or something like that. So to go out and win a series on the road play well in a double header is uh pretty huge it's encouraging we we talked about this we talked about this last week about it's kind of like do or die time for tech either you're going to be a good team or you're going to be a dog shit team so it was super encouraging and they're playing well against sac state i don't think that that's saying much but it's better than losing yeah i mean we lost to ulm a week ago so progress but yeah let's let's jump into the western kentucky games it's only because the majority of them were wins. Uh, the Friday game got rained out, moved to Saturday. There was a doubleheader Saturday, which Lane Burroughs mentioned that radio show that we played a clip from earlier that he was pretty happy about because it gave them an extra day of rest because they bust up to Oof. Western yeah. Kentucky. That's a that's a bit of a trip. Not, not El Paso said? bad, but hold on. I have it pulled up already. It is a nine hour and three minute drive because I was trying to figure out where on the route they would have. But yeah, let, let's go ahead and jump into these games. Yeah, earlier Saturday, I mean, it was still the afternoon, but the earlier game, a two-run home run off Alex Sparks gave the Hilltoppers an early lead in the second, but the next half inning, Darius Myers walked and then Jeffrey Ince reached on an error and Dalton Davis homered them all home to give Tech a 3-2 lead. Six Bulldogs reached base over the next three innings, but none were able to cross the plate. A solo shot by Western Kentucky tied the game in the sixth, but Ethan Bates had to one-up it with an inside-the-park home run and the top of the seventh, paving the way for a three-inning save for Landon Tompkins. And Tech goes on to win 5-3. to three. Nice. So what, what happened on that inside-the-park home run? I, I don't know if y'all were listening, but I was listening on the TuneIn app, and it kept cutting in on commercials, and I'd missed something important. Um, uh, so do y'all know what happened on that? I know there wasn't a video feed, but... Uh, nope. Uh, okay. I don't have the slightest well, idea. I blame the video feed. Uh, yeah. It was Champ. Ethan Bates? It was Champ, yeah. Oh, okay. Champ distracted him from... Well, Champ ran into the outfield, grabbed the ball like a good boy, and then ran into the stands, <laughs> allowing time for Ethan Bates to round the bases. That's far more Air Bud G-rated than I was going to say. So thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, to actually talk about this game for a second, though, I mentioned the fact that Landon Tompkins had a three-inning save... Uh, this was a win. It was a much needed win, but something that had kind of concerned me going into this series. The fact that we needed this, a three inning save. Uh, yeah, but the <laughs> fact it was a save opportunity itself was a pretty positive sign. Sure. But 
So here's what Tompkins did in those three innings. He allowed zero runs, which was huge, but he let the leadoff hitter from each of those three innings reach base. On the whole, Tech was out hit on the night nine to seven. If we look at the season right now, Tech has been out hit 253 to 180. So they've allowed 73 more hits than they've had. Compare that to last year, we were plus 50, 605 to 545 when it comes to hits. Just can't hit for shit. And then can't yeah. prevent it either. I mean, it's it's two sides of the same coin, and that coin and those are the, mostly has come out and those are the only, heads or tails or and those whatever. Are the only but, two things you need to do in baseball, and you're bad at both of them. Uh. Again, this was a win. I don't want to go too hard on it, but this was a game that felt like we were flirting with disaster the entire time, and it felt like a lot of our wins this year have been that way. We give up hits, we give up base runners, and we were able to do just enough to win the game. But I don't think this is a game we win nine times out of 10 if we re- just replay and re-roll the dice every time. I think this is a game that I'm happy that we won. I'm happy that we won the second game as well. But this feels more lucky than it feels like we were good. You know, I'm not going to buy into this ESPN narrative. We we just, we're, we we won. Because that's all there is to it. <laughs> who, care, who cares, you know, about? Plus, if you go off that, I still won another game against these guys. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and let's talk about that second game then. But yeah, go ahead. Jonathan Fincher got the start in the second game of the doubleheader, and man, did he look good. Only gave up four hits, a walk, and a hit by pitch, over six and a third, no runs, and nine strikeouts. Uh, the Tech Bats didn't have too much more success in the early going. A solo shot by Matulia in the top of the sixth only made it a 2 nothing ball game with the Bulldogs leading. A two-out triple and a single allowed Western Kentucky to get on the board, but a Philip Matulia walk and a Dalton Davis double got that run right back. A passed ball, an error on George Corona, then an error on Logan McLeod allowed Western Kentucky to score again, but Ethan Bates retires the side in order in the ninth inning, and Tech wins 3-2. to two. That was a fun game. It was a fun game. It was a, a close game, but, I mean, a lot of times... Games are a lot more fun when they're close. Yeah, it was a fun game. Yeah, and I mean, Fincher, I mean, way to go, man. <laughs> yeah. We really we really needed that uh, nine strikeout performance. Um, Especially after that egregious outing against ULM where he did his bullpen session in the game and gave up, what, four runs ooh. To, to ULM in one inning? Yeah. Uh, to kind of refocus yourself and come out and just dominate an opponent like he did on Saturday. I, I want to see more of that, Fincher. Yeah. For for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, just it's good to win a close game, right? It feels like we're we've either been winning not big, but winning by a few runs or losing by like 10 lately. So um, it was it was nice to win a game that was close the whole way. Yeah, And another point of optimism from this game and really the weekend as a whole, uh, someone who I'd kind of harped on in previous episodes, Philip Matulia. Uh, he's been the home run leader of this team for a while uh, but going into this week, he had seven home runs, which is good. That's quite a few for the, at this point of the season, but 23 strikeouts and only five walks. Uh, but going into the second doubleheader game, uh, he added another strikeout, but he, that walk that he had that allowed uh, Dalton Davis to double him home, that ended up being the winning run in this one. Philip Matulia has not excelled at getting on base. It's either been the long ball or nothing, but he did in this game, and that was the difference. Uh, He had two more walks in the first game, and so three out of eight of his total bases on balls came on Saturday of this week, Uh, and we're just about halfway through the season. And that sounds like a negative, but really, if he keeps this up, he's been pretty dangerous so far this year just with his bat, but if he's able to lay off balls that are not strikes, 
then he can become even more dangerous. So I guess what you're saying is he'd just been Philip Muffling you. All right. Bye. Yeah, done. I mean, that's the episode right there. I don't even know what else we can say and to one-up that. And get mafooled again. Okay, you've lost me. The reference to we, the Who song won't get fooled again. Yeah, we don't. We don't get Mafulia to get. I don't know. It doesn't really work. No, it's so. not nearly as Mafulia me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Mafulia. <laughs> you can't be okay. Mafulia again. Yeah. <laughs> Fooling me can't get Mafulia again. Keep thinking of the song uh, <laughs> Fooling by Def Leppard and trying to imagine the lead singer going, Mafulia, Mafulia, Mafulia. <laughs> Instead. Yeah. It was fun to win a game. It was fun to win two games in one day. Kind of felt like Christmas in late March. But Sunday happened, so we need to talk about that one, too. Yeah, Tech opened up the ball game with back-to-back singles, but no runs scored. And worse, it was only one of two innings where Tech had multiple hits. The other was the fifth inning where a two-run home run by George Corona gave Tech their only runs of the day. Meanwhile, Greg Martinez gave up a two-run home run himself in the first inning, and Ryan Harland gave up two more runs that were unearned in the fourth. Landon Topkins gives Western Kentucky an insurance home run in the bottom of the eighth, but it's not really needed as Tech goes down in order in the ninth and end up losing this one 5-2. to two. Yeah, I mean, he summed it up pretty well talking about very many multi-hit innings. Can't win ball games when you can't hit the ball. Yeah, and it goes back to the point that it made between the two doubleheader games. We're getting out hit, and it's been bad. Sunday is, I feel like, an acceptable time to give up five runs from pitching staff. It's your third best starter. Your bullpen may be tired from earlier games or whatever. I'm okay with giving up five runs, but we're playing their Sunday starter and their tired bullpen, and we're only able to score two and only had two multi-hit innings. That's unacceptable. Yeah. So, so here's, here's what I wanted to say earlier and kind of what I've wanted to say for a few weeks now. We're not hitting enough as a team, obviously. We've kind of touched on that. But I just went through, I have like 50 tabs open because I've been looking back to see when the last time uh, before the Sac State game, at least right now, I believe we're out hitting them. But when the last time we out hit a team was before, uh, before tonight on March 28th. So what do you guys think that was? Like how long ago do you think that was that we out hit a team? 1864. 1864 is correct. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was Nathan's <laughs> well, birthday. 30 birthday. years before the founding of the university. <laughs> yeah. March 14th, 2023, we out hit air force seven to three. So, I was also curious when the last time we got double digit hits was and also out hit the opponent because we've had a couple games that were like 17 hits to 14 hits. That was February 24th against Nickel State. We got 14 hits to their five in our 11 to one win. I believe that's the Friday night game against Nichols. Um, so, yeah, this just it, it's not the team that we are used to these these past few years where they're not only racking up hits, but getting those timely hits that lead to you know, to runs on the board. Right. So hopefully this Sacramento state game that's happening as we're recording here is a sign of a turnaround of, you know, of what's to come. But even in the Western Kentucky games, we got out hit all three times, right? I mean, we won two of the games, but we got out hit all three times. So that's just not a sustainable way to, to win games. So we got to figure it out. Obviously we have to start giving up fewer hits too, but these, you know, last year I, I saw something on the forums that was like, you know, last year we had 
something like 25 double digit hit games. And this year we've got like three so far. And it's like, we're just not where we, where we expected to be at this point. So hopefully they're figuring it out, but I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's not great this far in, like we have a pretty good sample size of what this team is. And, you know, conference play is about to start getting pretty hard here this weekend. So, and and that's very true. The, The point I want to talk about this game, especially is uh, one of the pitchers, one of the relievers that came in in this game ended up doing pretty well. He actually leads the team in ERA right now. Without looking it up, can you tell me who that pitcher is? Uh, and I've redacted oh. it from the notes, so you can't cheat. Uh, I don't even know who came in. Uh, I have no idea. Let's see. Maybe Justin Williams. It's exactly Justin Williams. You oh, ruined shit. my okay. game oh, by knowing the answer <laughs> and paying attention. Yeah, we need we need a nickname, by the way, Matt. So work on that while I tell you how he did this. What's week. his name? He had a perfect frame, Justin Williams. Okay. I was trying to make a John Williams joke work for a while, but it's not really close enough to. Uh, I'm gonna try to figure out that. how to anyway. work the probably J Slick Willie, because his last name is Williams. That works. Yeah. J Slick Willie. Anyway, J Slick Willie. Hell yeah! Is what we're going with. Had a perfect frame in the seventh on Sunday. It was his only inning pitched in this series. Uh, his only earned run of the season came against Arkansas. Uh, right now, the junior, he's a transfer from a junior college. Uh, his ERA stands at 1.13. Fucking ridiculous. He's appeared in eight games, only pitched eight innings, so he's coming yeah. for an inning each time, yeah. basically. Uh, but he's allowing a 138 batting average against him. <laughs> I mean. Um, he's had a little problem with walks in the past, um, probably where that earned run really came from. But. This guy is very promising, and I'm really excited to have him for another year next year. Uh, but he's not as usual, utilized right now as Bates or Tompkins, as you'd kind of expect, especially out of Tompkins, uh, having been in the system for another year. But I'm really excited to watch this kid moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of good news, let's talk about the Sacramento State game. It's currently ongoing. My original plan was to just throw it to future me who's editing the show to kind of give a quick recap of. But I don't think we really need to do that. Unless something yeah. really bad happens, and then you will hear from future me. Because Tech is currently leading 12-4 to 4 in the bottom of the seventh as we record this. Every single Tech batter minus two have gotten hits. Uh, Ethan Bates and Will Safford are hitless. Corona has hit two home runs. Drost has hit a home run. Matulia has hit another home run and hasn't struck out yet. It's a miracle. Uh, He's also standing on first base right now. And has two walks. He's done the very thing I was hoping he would do. Sacramento State is not a good team, but we've played some other not good teams this year, and it feels good to really just beat them down. Yeah, ULM's a terrible team, and we lost to them. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of hoping something exciting will happen here so I can, like, call it live and live out my dreams of being a play-by-play guy. But, you know, it it looks like it's going pretty well. How many hits are there total, Nathan? There are 13 hits for the Bulldogs and six for the Hornets. Okay, well, hopefully uh, our boy Dalton Davis at the plate right now is about to get another one. So, um, yeah, but we also had an inning where there were like three. They weren't back to back to back. I think there was a walk between one of them. But um, I believe, who was it? Uh, Drost and Corona and Matulia. Yeah. Uh, Hit home runs like in very, very quick succession to open this one up. Um, Yeah, Matulia hit a three run home run. Dalton Davis walked. George Corona hit both of them home and then Brody Drost hit a solo shot right afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty good outing. Like, like we said, I mean, I want hits and there's hits and uh, hits. 
as we say, as I say that Dalton Davis just walked. So there's men on first and second. I believe that puts us in walk-off territory here with the run rule in effect. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, but you know, this isn't the last baseball game of the week. So I guess we should probably move on and, uh, and start talking about our new conference foe Dallas Baptist, right? Yeah. Well, before we do that, we probably need to pick our players of the Uh, week. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I'll go ahead and go first to give you a chance to look real quick. I, uh, wrote something for the GoTech Stats account on Twitter uh, to kind of showcase how different how different players did in the previous series against Western Kentucky. And Darius Myers had the highest OPS in the series with an OPS of 1.267, mostly coming from walks. He walked four times and had two doubles. Um, didn't cross home plate very much, but he got on base, and that was a big deal. And when we're talking about getting out hit and a lot of times out walked by opponents, he got on base, and that's a huge thing moving forward. So, Adarius Myers is my player of the week. Thanks, Fincher. Yeah, can't go wrong yeah. with him, with the, with the night he had on Saturday. I mean, I say night. It started at 4.15. But Nighttime is the right time. Again, nine strikeouts, 115 pitches thrown. They threw him back out for the top of the seventh, or I guess it was the bottom of the seventh, but the first part of the seventh inning. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty obvious he needed I to like, get pulled a little bit earlier. I like to imagine that... It- he actually was thrown as in Lane Burroughs grabbed him, picked him up, and hurled him back onto the mound. Oh, yeah, explains why he struggled in the bottom. Taking his aggression from that loser old Miss fan out on Jonathan Venture. <laughs> I think that's the guy you should throw. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Phil. Um, he's second He's second on the list here for in terms of OPS, and he also had that huge home run in game two. Um, and like you said, Nathan, he, he seems to be turning the corner here and he only struck out twice on the weekend, which is, you know, that's pretty good. And, uh, looks like 11 at bats. So, um, three walks to two strikeouts and then, you know, he had a double and a home run as well. Um, so, you know, not the best week from him that's possible, but 1.2 OPS you'll take every weekend, right? Oh yeah, Definitely. And now to transition to what you said a second ago, Tech takes on a new conference foe this week in Dallas Baptist. Uh, Evan, what can you tell me about these three games? Yeah, so we're welcoming them into the Love Shack. I don't know if we've played there before. Love Shack? I think we've played there before. A couple times. Well, Tech has, but <laughs> I don't know about DBU. Uh, they uh, The games will be at 6 p.m., 2 p.m., and 1 p.m. on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There are some storms expected on Friday and Sunday, so just keep your eyes uh, on that Twitter feed, and they'll let you know when the games are actually going to take place. Yeah, it's kind of scattered is what it looks like. They'll probably be able to get the games in on the the right days, but we're also recording this on Tuesday, and a lot can change. Yeah, and so, so far this year, DBU is uh, looking pretty good. They're 16-8 and eight so far this year, 4-2 uh, and two in Conference USA so far. Um, and they've taken two of three, so they've won both of their series to start out here against FIU and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, a team that we could not beat in a three-game series. So, yeah, but our, they started the year on a seven-game win streak, but they've struggled against the better opponents on their schedule. Uh, for example, they got swept by Southern Miss in a weekend series, and then they got run-ruled by Oklahoma State um, in Stillwater in a midweek. So, you know, it, they're they're kind of maybe a little bit inflated in terms of the record at 16 and eight, but they are a very good team may even be the favorites to win the conference at this point with tech looking a little, uh, a little rougher than we thought we would. Yeah. As a team, they rank fourth in conference USA and runs scored and they rank kind of in the middle of the conference pack in most offensive categories, but it's pitching 
where Dallas Baptist excels. Second best in ERA in the conference at 4.08. Tex, by the way, is 5.74. Second best in Conference USA in Walks Allowed. And best in CUSA, 32nd best nationally at Hits Allowed. Not something you really want to hear when you're a team that has struggled to hit like Tech has so far this year. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at some of these guys here that that you've got in the notes and looking up some more about them, these pitchers are the real deal, man. It's scary. Yeah, Ryan, the last Jedi Johnson was their Saturday guy, but he got bumped up to Friday last week. His name is the same as the director of the last Jedi. Yeah, I understand. Okay, Okay, cool. Yeah, his 0.80 whip is the 12th best in college baseball. How about that to make you forget the bad joke that I just told you? Also, 47 strikeouts on the year. That's 20th best in college baseball. Uh, but he has given up, you know, two to three runs in his last few appearances. And I think every appearance since the opening matchup he had this year. So he's not invincible, but he doesn't yeah. allow those big, huge innings where you get a bunch of runs in one go like we have tonight against Sacramento State. But, you know, he's not invincible, but he was just named the National Pitcher of the Week by Collegiate Baseball Newspaper uh, for his performance last week. So. He's in pretty good form. He, he pitched seven innings against Charlotte, uh, allowed just two runs while striking out 12 in their 6-2 to two win. So he allowed two runs in the first inning before retiring the next 20 batters in a row. <laughs> not not great. Uh, two hits and did not surrender a walk in that, in that outing. So this guy's pretty scary. And unfortunately, he's not the only pitcher on their staff to win that award for uh, National Pitcher of the Week. Because uh, your next guy here, Nathan Braxton Bragg, has also won that award for his performance early in the season, uh, striking out 12 against Fordham. So what else you got on him? Likely the Saturday guy, although it's possible he pitches Friday and Johnson pitches Saturday. He has a slightly better ERA than Ryan Johnson does on the year. I mean, we're talking 3.00 to 3.02, you know, just kind of battling with each other, trying to figure out who's better there. Uh, 39 strikeouts on the year. That's tied 92nd nationally, which sounds pretty low, but you figure how many teams there are and then how many pitchers there are on each of those teams. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Another guy who ranks 92nd nationally right now is our own Jonathan Fincher. So their second best pitcher right now is what our best pitcher is. Um, And then to go to their probable Sunday starter, Bryson Hammer. Got a, some good names here. Braxton Bragg, Bryson Hammer. Braxton Bragg is the name of a like Civil War general. I'd be kind of surprised if it wasn't now that I think about it. Yeah, Braxton Bragg, the most hated man of the Confederacy, is a book about him. Yeah, I was like, where have I seen this name before? Yeah. Bryson Hammer is probably like some C-tier Marvel villain. Responsible for the losses to FIU and Charlotte. Uh, but has given up 20 walks, the second most in Conference USA. Probably shouldn't have started that sentence with a but. That's probably why they lost those games to FIU and Charlotte. His 4.23 ERA as a starter would be second best at Tech, though. He's not in the same ballpark this year as Ryan Johnson and Braxton Bragg, but Bryson Hammer is still a pretty good pitcher in his own right. Yeah, anyway, Braxton Bragg uh, was kind of the scapegoat for a bunch of the Confederacy's losses um, on the battlefield. So hopefully we can blame him for their loss on Saturday. Um, You know, and... and give him nothing their, to brag about their coach who may or may not be named Jefferson Davis. I don't know. We'll have to accept his resignation. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> civil war jokes, you know, yeah. I'm quickly trying to see if the rest, any of the rest of this roster was on the knew, civil do war. Think, do you think his parents knew that not. Braxton Bragg was a Confederate general? 
Or is he like, is he like descended from him? Maybe. Well, the thing is like Dallas Baptist is the Patriots, oh. right? <laughs> He's on the Whoa. wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is true. You can't, how can you be a Patriot if you're a, Oh boy. Anyway, not the point. Um, I mentioned a second ago, I kind of made a joke about Bryson Hammer sounding like a Marvel villain. Apparently there is a character that shows up in one panel of one comic book of one series of comics named Rose Brady. And that's one of their bullpen pitchers along with Kyle Ament. Those are probably the two to keep your eyes on. Uh, Rose Brady has a 2.65 ERA, but more importantly, 30 strikeouts and 17 innings pitched. That's almost two strikeouts per inning on average. Oh, man. That's crazy. Ament has been the closer with a 1.59 ERA. That's pretty scary on its own. Also, 29 strikeouts and 11 and a third innings pitch. That's 2.6 strikeouts per inning. I think I did the math earlier, and it's like a every time someone walks up to the bat when he's pitching, it's like a 60% chance he strikes them out. Damn. Um, so, I mean, there's a couple of guys on this team that we need to uh, to keep our eyes on. It looks like the pitching staff might be a little bit better overall, but... They do have a guy in Grant J whose OPS is 1.15, uh, which is fifth best in Conference USA. He also leads the team in doubles with eight and home runs with five. So a uh, pretty good hitter there. And then um, Nathan, not Rupel, but Humphreys, is their leadoff guy. And he's tip- he's a typical leadoff guy, uh, you know, high on base percentage. He's not afraid to steal. Um, but he strikes out a little bit more than you might expect uh, for a, uh, a leadoff man, but he also draws a lot of walks. So, you know, maybe not as high of a hit percentage, but he's, he's getting on base via those walks. Yeah. And so all in total, again, Dallas Baptist is a pitcher heavy team. Uh, they have some bats that can make some noise as well. Uh, but really it's the pitching that I'm most afraid of going into this series from a bulldog perspective. Let's get into our predictions though. Warren Nolan gives tech a, actually, I guess they don't do percentages, but they predict that Tech will win Friday and Saturday, five to three, and then four to three, but lose Sunday, three to four. And Massey ratings gives Tech a forty-eight percent chance to win, so practically a coin flip, but predicts a loss, four to three, wow. um, in all three games. Uh, also, Tech in the bottom of the eighth just walked off um, Sacramento State to win fourteen to four. So, hey. uh, I believe it was Will Safford with the uh, with the game winning uh, walk off hit there. Oh, hey! So everyone but Ethan Bates got a hit. Yeah. I guess so. Anyway, uh, yeah, what, what do y'all think is going to happen in this series? Oh, it's Logan McLeod, so no. Oh, okay. They just I guess the score bug just went to Will Safford because he was going to be next. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Shout out Logan McLeod, man. He's been playing really, really well lately. Yeah, batting 307 on the year for a defensive specialist like infielder. The guy who's supposed to be the weakness in the in the batting lineup moving it, uh, into the season. Yeah. So, yeah, Matt, do you think that Logan McLeod and the rest of the team really show up? Tech's taking it all. Uh, I'll, I'll go uh, with what the computers are saying. Two one. Evan, what do okay. you think? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I. Oh man, their pitchers are really good though. I think we'll win the Saturday and Sunday games, but they'll take it on Friday night. That guy's really good, and we haven't been getting hits at a high enough rate to uh, suggest that that we'll be able to figure him out. Yeah, I I'm not really convinced. I'm also concerned that whenever a team has a night like they did against Sacramento State, where the the they just can't not hit the ball, the next game they really struggle. And so I really think that we have a like three hit performance Friday night against the Dallas Baptist starter and Ryan Johnson, and lose Saturday as well. And I think Sunday is a kind of a coin flip. I think maybe I th- I probably think we win Sunday, but I think we won one of these three games. Uh, we were able to beat the Rebels technically once, but really twice. 
So it kind of makes sense for us to be less good against the Patriots than we were the Rebels. Fair enough. There's a joke in there somewhere. I don't think I phrased it well enough to count as a joke, but let's move forward anyway. Let's talk about the Northwestern State Demons because that's the midweek opponent next week. Yeah, uh, looks like you know this game's going to be Tuesday, April 4th, 6 p.m. at Northwestern State down in Natchitoches. Uh, the Demons are 11-11 and 11 so far this year, ranking 222nd in RPI, and they are coming off of a four-game, four-loss series against Oregon. Um, are they not in conference play yet? Apparently they weren't last week. That's really strange. And, and Oregon's then, not either. Wow. You um, and UNO this week, this upcoming week, I don't think maybe they do I, play in the Southland. I think, yeah, I think the Southland is like hurting for teams. So maybe this makes sense, but um, yeah, so they'll play UNO this weekend before facing tech. And, you know, what can you tell us about this team uh, so far, Nathan, so far this yeah. year? We'll be a little bit quicker since we're only playing one game against the Demons. Uh, a not super impressive offense. Only 135 runs scored so far in the, this year, which is below league average. Then again, Tech has 128, so they've scored more than we have, not including the Sacramento State game, um, which I guess would you know kind of push us over. But they excel at drawing bases on balls. The 34th best team at NCAA level at getting walks. Um, very middle of the pack with pitching as well. Uh, walks allowed are also a strong point with this Northwestern State team. 3.15 per game. That's a pretty oh, wow. low number for the number of walks you're allowing in a game. That's 15th best in college baseball. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, yeah, with midweeks, I mean, you never know who's going to start on the mound, right? But uh, And especially they played five games last week, so they're probably stretched a little bit thin. But it looks like Chase Prestwich has been their normal weekday starter. He has a 4.4 ERA, but he's only allowed one home run, so not allowing a lot of big contact. And out of the bullpen, Kyle Frolich uh, has been their best guy. 0.68 whip and 1.23 ERA with 17 strikeouts in 14 and two-thirds innings. So that's pretty effective. Yeah, again, the the pitching has been the better part of this team, the same way it kind of has been for Dallas Baptist. But that's not to say they don't have any bats. Michael Detallo has an OPS of just under one, but he has a 393 batting average. That's the best in the Southland and 89th best in the nation. Uh, wow. Nearly all of his hits are singles, though. So that kind of explains why his OPS number is not as high as his batting average would kind of lend itself to be. Uh, Jeffrey Elkins and Dante Stewart also have OPSs above 900 and averages above 300, but they have a little bit more power. But really, outside of those three guys, Detalo, Elkins, and Stewart, there's a pretty drastic drop-off. All three of those guys are batting better than pretty much anyone on Tech's team right now, but the rest of the team is batting a lot worse than most of our starters. So really, if one of the three of those guys are up at the plate, I'm a little nervous, especially if the game is on the line or a scoring situation or runners on or in scoring position or whatever. But I'm able to rest a little easier when it's not one of those three guys. Wait, is this prediction? What? Yep. Uh, okay. So Warren Nolan, uh, RPI says we're going to lose seven to zero. What? I refreshed it. I went to both the tech page and the Northwestern state page to make sure that's what it predicted. Wow. And you said their RPI is 222nd in yep. what? There's gotta be something wrong with that. Uh, Massey says 71% chance tech wins. Uh, five to three. So what do you guys think? taking it all? Hell yeah. Yeah. I think tech wins this one. Uh, yeah, whether I mean, or not we're bouncing back off of a tough week. I really think that we're the better team in this matchup. Yeah. So 
just to run through some other sports real quick, uh, softball, they they played really well against number 21 Texas A&M, but just ultimately uh, lost it down the stretch. I know that was happening last week while y'all were recording, um, and I think we were up while y'all were recording and then ended up losing. The home series against MTSU did not start out well with a doubleheader on Saturday. We lost 5-2 to two and then 2-1. to one. But then a um, in the Parks and Rec game on Sunday, which I'm very curious about, we won four to one and then beat Northwestern State earlier tonight on Tuesday, uh, five to one. This weekend's a little weird, a uh, little break from conference action, and we're going down to Baton Rouge to play. Looks like NC State on Friday morning at 11:30, BYU at two on Friday. NC State again at 1.30 on Saturday, and then um, LSU on Saturday at 4. Um, so that'll be interesting, to say the least. Um, and then ULM back in Monroe on uh, Tuesday night, 6 p.m. of next week. So an interesting five-game set here for the Texters. Hopefully they can pick up a few of those. I'm not sure what the RPIs are or anything like that, but, um, you know, got to keep that positive momentum. Yeah. And I saw that the bowling team is going to be looking out for an NCAA invitation uh, this yep. week. Yep. I think they placed third in the conference championship weekend this past weekend at Southland Bowling Championships. Um, they fell to SFA in the first game and had to move to the elimination bracket. But, you know, they battled to keep themselves alive, beating uh, beating Tulane, beating uh, SFA, you know, to avoid the knockout because it's a double elimination tournament. And then they beat Youngstown State, who is also in the Southland Conference. That's interesting. Um, but came up short against Sam Houston on Sunday to place third overall um, in those conference championships. And then the only other sport I have is tennis, which won 6-0 to zero over Tyler Junior College. That feels like cheating. 7-0 to zero over LSU Alexandria. That feels um, less like cheating, but still kind of like cheating. Yeah, still, still a little bit. Tech is now fourteen and four on the season, which is the eighth most victories in a single season in program history. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to them. Uh, yeah, Ilana Tetrushvili's is now tied for <laughs> yep, third got in it. program history. Got it in one. I tried. I don't probably didn't get it right, but I got it in one. Damn it. <laughs> That's true. When they say you get it in one, they never actually say that you're right about it. It's just kind of more of a. We're moving forward. Um, yeah, let's move forward to the tweet of the week in this show. This week's tweet of the week goes to at Ryan Parker stats or Ryan Parker, a, you know, a pretty frequent recipient of this tweet of the week honor. He tweeted out a graphic with the LA Society building the legacy, you know, committing money, showing FAU donating a bunch of money to Tech by winning basketball games in the tournament. Good tweet, good format. I'm a big fan of this tweet. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks absolutely the same as all the IA Society. Um, announcements. It says committed FAU basketball from Boca Raton, Florida, $420,000. So yeah, sometimes there's just a tweet. When you see it, you're like, that's the tweet of the week. Don't care what else happens this week. That's the tweet of the week. And this was one of those. Yeah. So yeah, good job, Ryan Parker. And that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where if you go to the shop at gtpdd.dog slash shop, you can still get the March share of the month. That is, if you're listening to this before Saturday, because then it will be the April share of the month. That being said, you can still get the shirt that is the shirt of the month right now, but it will be $5 more expensive. 
for both the shirt, the baseball tee, and the sweatshirt with this design. And April will bring forward a new design and a new discount on that shirt. So make sure if you're looking at this one right now to go ahead and get it and, you know, add some other ones to your cart that we also have. I'm a big fan of the bulldog with the tech inside of it. That one seems to always be doing well, and it's one of my favorites. So go ahead and get whatever you want and get it now. I'm not a very good salesman now that I think about this and really dissect my whole thing. Uh, but either way, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And also get sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah. Uh, go tech <laughs> at checkout. Um, I, Where at? <laughs> what website do you go to? Yeah, no, d- you don't need to know the website. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I, I bought like legit. I stopped at Bucky's this past weekend, so I didn't use our code. But um, they had the new lemon pe- lemon pepper flavor and uh, and they had cinnamon toast, which they had discontinued for a little bit. But they brought it back. Uh, legitimately so fucking good i mean so chinookseedery.com uh go tech at at checkout you'll get 10 percent off your order um even if you're not a sunflower seed person because they're like too salty or whatever these are not i have a bag right here like the whole bag would be like 20 percent of your daily value of, of sodium so it's not the same as like the sunflower seeds that you're used to but they're they're really flavorful and uh very very good so pick some up buy some for your favorite baseball player whatever you know I do like the idea of you checking out at Bucky's and they like, okay, like cash or credit or whatever. And you just yell, go tech, go tech. at them until they go take tech. 10% off your order just for, you know, to get you out of there. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead and do that. And I think that's everything. So until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. I'm Evan. And go tech. Please don't die. Hold on, I have it pulled up already. It is a nine hour and three minute drive. Because I was trying to figure out where on the route they would have. Well, it's longer than nine hours and three minutes because you stop for dinner. Yeah. You get arrested. You get booked. You have yeah. to call your lawyer. You, get, you know, Saul Goodman shows up. Yeah. You get your one phone call. Uh, one phone <laughs> call for each of the 35 guys on the trip, you know. Yeah. And that's a lot of phone calls with the time. same person. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Champ with a phone in his office trying to figure out what the hell to do. I love the idea of Champ having a phone. <laughs> I was gonna say Eric Wood, but I like Champ. That image is a lot better. Like who's paying uh, who's paying the bill? <laughs> and Champ uh, can't talk, so he's just making motions. <laughs> to he's just like emphatically pointing at stuff and like making you know, like uh oh. bicep curling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, in Eric Wood's office, he's like he's trying to motion that the team's been arrested. And Eric Wood <laughs> thinks that a little boy is falling in the well across town. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't the cold open right now? What I don't yeah, know. The whole, the whole show is a cold open. Space Last world. week was a very negative show, and I feel a lot better this week. So, like, let's have a little fun with it. <laughs>